All right, Primo, it is time to talk basketball. NBA is back. We're about two games in. I think every team has got about two, three games in right now. Um, is there anything that stood out to you so far or you're looking forward to in the NBA season? We talked a little bit about it last week, but I just kind of wanted to dwell into it a little bit more uh, of, of talking to these teams that we're looking forward to seeing. Um, some sleepers, some some of your top teams on each side. Uh, where you want to start? NBA, go. NBA, I think for me, the, the stories, like the drama of the team seems to, I feel like I can't remember a time where there was so many kind of behind the scenes on teams for basketball, or maybe they're just much better at keeping them private. But I feel like we always know that in football because it's such aggression to the game. And we've been seeing stuff on the sidelines between folks already in like midway through the football season and then baseball is just such a long season that you guys have to get on each other's nerves but in basketball what's really interesting to me is just the, the ways in which teams have drama like I'm gonna start in Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nets right uh, they're a team that I think we're expecting to do really well um, out of the east because they're super loaded. They got Kyrie, they got KD. Now it seems like Ben Simmons might actually play basketball again. And so the the issues around that team and just kind of the, the defiance in the off season with that owner, like how do you make that work if you're Steve Nash, right? And especially with the amount of stories that have come around Steve Nash. So to me, that's really interesting. The other place in the East is in Boston, Umiadoka. And like that team, like how do you get a team to then like, get back together and like push to try to get back to the finals again um and then obviously we have what is happening golden state with jordan Poole and draymond green so those things are the things that are really interesting to me as far as like the, the teams that we're seeing especially the teams that are like marquee teams in the league um i don't know if you've got like drama like that that you think stands out to you or that like you think you're going to get in the way of these teams being dominant in the league um no, I don't know. I mean, you, you've hit all the all the dramas, you know. Uh, I'm interested in seeing uh, how the Celtics react. They have, uh, I think, uh, the Celtics coach is uh, Missoula, Joe Missoula, and uh, he's got like, like he he's like uh, his head coaching is from like D three college, right? Like yeah. he's not. And so, how much respect does he have already from the team? I mean, they look good so far. Like, I, I can't see that they haven't skipped a beat, really. They have the talent. Um, so, so far right now, it doesn't look like that there's much change. But as the season goes on, as as uh, other coaches start watching film, how is this guy going to be able to adjust? How is he going to, you know, so that, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. What, what I think uh, another thing that, that is big in the NBA season is just players coming back, right? We have uh, Simmons in, in Brooklyn, right? You have Kawhi in with the Clippers. You have Zion coming back with the Pelicans. To, to see, you know, what those teams look, can, can these people stay healthy? Right now, Simmons looks like the Simmons that we know. Like he more fouls and points, um, both games that he's played so far. Uh, so like it's, it's that Simmons going back to the talking Brooklyn deal. Like he just needs to be the third guy. Like if he can play defense and and figure that out. Like I think eventually the the points will come in 
towards the basket, but he hasn't figured that out yet. And Brooklyn hasn't figured that out. I don't think Steve Nash, honestly, I don't think Steve Nash is going to last uh, until the All-Star game. Yeah. I think I think around the All-Star game, like, he doesn't have respect. You can tell, like, he doesn't have the respect of the players there. It's not yeah, like... But, but who's going to? Who are they going to put in there? Yeah, I mean, that that's true. Like, there's nobody... What do they do? Like who's available that you could stick in there, and if these guys are gonna shut the hell up and actually listen to a plan? Yeah, because they don't look like they play a plan, right? And neither did those Phoenix teams, right? Like, but they had their sets that were like solid. They knew, like, they knew what they were good at. I don't know that like Brooklyn knows what they're good at. Like, I think they just know like all right, Durant, all right, Kyrie, Carrius in these moments. Yeah, well, I think like last night Kyrie he put up thirty. And so, yeah, they're gonna have to re- just. Re- I don't know. They don't. They don't really have team sets. It doesn't look like you know what I'm saying. They don't really have uh, too many called plays. When I watch them play, um, it's just weird. Like that whole dynamic. And I knew when Steve Nash came in, like he was just a yes man from the first place, right? Um, when Kyrie said we don't really need a coach, anyways. Like, what is the coach gonna tell us? That's just the kind of mindset that those two have. And that's really, I mean, I take the the whole offseason where Kevin Durant was like, you know, you want me to come back, Steve Nash and this, uh, the GM have to go. And then they're like, oh, we passed it up. Like all that drama there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's going to take effect. And I think, uh, honestly, I think Steve Nash is, is going to go because they're going to be underachieving uh, going in. Um, teams that I'm looking forward to, well, let's just go back, not look forward to, but. Um, going to drama is, is the Lakers. The Lakers drama right now, they are horrible. Like, that team is not set up to win other than LeBron, right? Even AD, like, he's, he's, he was supposed to take the reins from LeBron, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be the number one. He was supposed to be the one that saves LeBron from, you know, from aging right that was the plan and they just he's just not that man he's just not they say he's healthy right now what's that if they only get that one ring that they got in 2020 is that enough and did it seem not enough because it was in the bubble would it be would it be enough if it wasn't in the bubble um yeah i mean i think it's enough for for lebron and his legacy, right? I think it's enough for for that. I think right now who's taking a hit is Anthony Davis, right? When we talk like MVP and top players, man, it, it didn't seem like that long ago. Like we were getting, you know, Giannis, Curry, Anthony Davis, you know. There was talk, I remember back then, particularly at that time, that Anthony Davis was going to pass Tim Duncan. Yeah. The greatest. Yeah. That's trash. That that was definitely not talk happening on on this show or any one of us, right? But but yeah, that was I, that was that talk, and I remember that happening. Um, but it's just not it, and they don't. I don't know why. Why is it, Primo? Everybody knows. Everybody knows what you need to put around LeBron. You need yeah. to put shooters around LeBron, and year after year after year, GMs are like, nah, we don't need to do that. Is that they have 
absolutely no shooting. I don't know if you heard his uh, his post game interview uh, after the first game, and he was like, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, like, yeah, there was a lot of open open looks for us from the three. We just weren't able to take advantage. And he was like, were they open looks or were they just letting us? Or were they just giving that to us? <laughs> it was like he was, like they were just probably just giving us those looks so that we, they knew we can't hit them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was bad. It was rough. They you know, they struggled. The, I don't. Know, I watched the Lakers Clippers game and uh, they were in it. They were in it and seeing uh, Skywalker from the Spurs out there yeah. like he he was balling. He had like twenty four points. Right. <laughs> I was, as long as he, he didn't make a play, and I was like, God damn, yeah. he's gonna fall. <laughs> yeah, he is. He was going. He was making alley oops and stuff, and I was like, yeah, of course. Shout yeah. out to Lonnie yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So I was cheering. I was actually cheering for the Lakers this game because I hate the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard. Um, but uh, they're the only way they're gonna win are games like that where they play really good defense. And they're gonna have to scrape and win and and do everything at the hoop because they've got nobody shooting threes, nobody. Yeah, and you're right. He's always needed that. I don't know why you wouldn't give him that, right? Like you see uh, Mike Miller, Ray Allen's in his career, even like a J.R. Smith and like different players that will make more shots than usual because they'll be more open than usual. I don't know that that Lakers team can rely on anybody and i think that's for me the story of the league now this player injury right like guys if, you know there's just not teams that can last the whole season without getting hurt and not that like you're gonna stay healthy the whole season but like how hurt do you get and then to me i feel like that's why my, my teams out of the east are milwaukee and philly because i don't think that Giannis will ever get hurt in a way that is gonna like deter the season unless it's something like freakish, right? A freakish uh, injury, and the other guy is Embiid, right? And Embiid has had freakish injury. Right? He had like uh, the, like facial injuries and like really kind of dangerous stuff um, with the eye. But uh, you know, aside from that, those guys are solid. I don't think they're gonna get hurt. And you see guys like Anthony Davis, who are other big guys, it just seems to get hurt all the time. I don't necessarily know that anybody out of the East is going to be able to contend with Milwaukee and 76ers when it comes to injury and things. Um, that's... I don't believe in the 76ers like that. Because I don't believe... Just because you hate James Harden more than anyone else in the world. Uh, well, I mean, he's up there. He's up there. My, he's up there, my But, I mean, they don't... They just don't dwell. Like, it's just... you're And you're right. I do hate James Harden. And I hate his game. <laughs> And and it's just it's bad. It is so bad. It's so bad watching that team because it's either free throws or or shaking somebody off their boots, doing a little wiggle, and then airballing the shit out of that three ball. Ah, I love that. That that was James Harden to a T. I don't know if you saw that highlight, Primo, against Boston, where James Harden shook shook uh, Smart Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart went flying, right? Marcus Smart went flying from the three-point line to under the basket, right? He shook, broke his ankles. And then uh, James Harden did a shimmy, you know, every time. And he shoots the three, and he barely touched the rim. And I was like, this is this is perfect. This That is the perfect play. That is a perfect James Harden. 
Yeah, that is who he is right there. Uh, yeah, I don't believe. I, I just don't. I saw that game, um, and it, that team. They what? Maybe when they get uh, a couple pieces back, like I don't know. I don't know. They're they're not they're not it on the, in the East. I do think it's Milwaukee. Um, I think I like Cleveland coming out of the East also as, as an up and coming team. Yeah, yeah. If they yeah, especially Mitchell, right? There's gonna be some some greater balance. I think those other younger guys can have some room to get hot and have more of an impact on the game versus having to do too much. Yeah, that uh, the Bulls, Demar Derozan is 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 showing his form like he did last year. He scored 37 last night. Um, he so he's balling out. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot more different contenders out in in the East than than we're than we're giving them credit for. I I don't know. I, I don't like the Sixers. I just don't like them. And I don't like James Harden. I think we gathered that from the very beginning. <laughs> so Sixers are not on your list. So then who takes their place for them? Like in the because I'm I'm talking about the top two teams. Like I don't even think I need to talk too much about Milwaukee because we're going to talk about them during the season. To me, Milwaukee's just, they're just up there. I don't care where they seated. Like, you're going to have to deal with them. So who takes their place? Is it someone like Boston? Is it someone like uh, Brooklyn for you that's in the, like, top tier of the East? Yeah, I think Boston Boston is still up there. Like, they, they still look good. And I think they, they've got enough talent and uh, enough leadership to help them stay up there. Um, I don't know. I want to say Brooklyn, but then I don't want to say Brooklyn. <laughs> At the same time, like I want to say, like they they should be, they should be up there. But will they? But will they? Uh, Harris Harris comes back, right? And he's gonna help them when Curry uh, Curry comes back. Also, I think maybe in a week or two, um, that'll spread the floor open for them because uh, those those are their two really outside shooters on the team. Besides, of course, Durant. I saw two guys sitting on the bench that I was like, oh, if those two guys click, then off the bench, there can be some really, like, possibly dangerous stuff happening in spurts, which was watching Patty Mills talking to Ben Simmons, and I was like, oh, that's right, they're both Australians. They never played on those Australian teams together, which is why I didn't, like, put together that connection to begin with, but if, Pat, because we know Patty Mills, Patty Mills can make anybody comfortable on a team. If he takes Ben Simmons under his wing and gets him to just, like, relax and be, like, the chill dude that he should be, I think you'll see Ben Simmons get busy with the assists. And I think that one of those guys that could really benefit from that shooting-wise is going to be Patty Mills. Because Patty Mills usually has to, like, dribble his way into a shot. If he can just, like, back around or even stand in the corner and Ben Simmons gets him the ball with some space, I think Patty Mills could have an interesting season. I just don't believe in the Nets because I think drama... And injury is just, you can have possibly one and overcome, I don't think you can overcome two on a consistent basis on a team. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, now, let's talk West. Like, West is deep this year. I think it's the best conference, without a doubt. You have, of course, the reigning champions, Warriors, who, you know, when we're talking top team, they're just going to be up there, right? They have Curry. Um, they have Thompson. They have Draymond. They have pulled. Not, not, we talked about their drama last week. Um, it seems to, you know, they seem to be still going on all cylinders. Um, 
then like I like the Clippers if if they they're they're going to be legit. They're going slow, right? They're 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 when I watch that Lakers and 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 Clipper game, like they're taking it slow with with uh with Kawhi. Like he only played like 23 minutes. He scored like 14 points. Like it wasn't a big game, but they seem to be you know, just bringing him in slowly. Um, they said that he's making the decisions on how to manage minutes, and that Ty Lue said that coming off the bench was his idea. Is that something that you think is a rehab thing, just to make sure that the time that he's on the floor is more compact, that it's not spread out over 48 minutes? It's more of like a, all right, since you're going to come in, let's say, the middle of the second quarter, the game is in 48 minutes for you. Now it's like a 30-minute game, right? Is that you think that that's like a part of the rehab coming back, or is this just like another Kawhi move to say and do whatever the fuck he wants? Yeah, that's what I think it is, and I think that, you know he got to an organization where they're going to kiss his butt and they continue to kiss his butt, and so to say that he's in charge of his own minutes to me is nuts. And he took he he took a heat round to the Spurs for no reason last. Uh, two days ago when they asked him about his rehab and how he's doing he's like well uh, unlike san antonio um i have a team that actually cares about me and cares about my recovery and i was like just shut up Kawhi." again like i was i was officially like starting to get over it like the hate to you and then you say that crap and i was just just shut up and the fact i mean last year there was a problem on that team with um him getting special treatments over everybody else why does he get to fly in why doesn't he have to live here in L.A.? Like, he doesn't live in L.A. Like, he leaves out and he gets yeah. special privileges and what time he needs to be out. And so that that could be uh, a problem for the Clippers internally because I don't think even Paul George is not getting that that type of treatment. And for him to be like, ah, today I think I'm going to play 21 minutes. Uh, yeah. That's that's ridiculous to me. Um, but, you know, they do what they do. They, if, if, if. Kawhi Leonard decides to show up and he wants to play, this team is going to be difficult to beat. Even John Wall. John Wall was out there balling. Uh, like, I haven't seen from him, from him in a long time. When we're actually talking about uh, players coming back, John Wall is one that I mean, he ain't playing in two years. And he looked, if he figures it out, like I, like it looked like, like it looked like, right? He's going to he's gonna be really good for him. Um, I like the Memphis Grizzlies. This year, uh, from the series that they had against Warriors last last year in the playoffs, like that team is ready for a jump, and that team is ready for a top three type of a year. John Morant put up forty nine last night, and he's he's John Morant is a freakish athlete that I am constantly scared of with regards to like what he's damage he's gonna do, but also him getting hurt. I feel like he's like a kid that is super like athletic, right? Like, and I'm talking about like a hypothetical example. I feel like he's like this super athletic little kid. They, then you just gave him um, like free reign on a trampoline. And like, I'm just worried like this kid's gonna go too far high in the air that he's not gonna land on the trampoline at some point. Like he freaks me out in that way. Like when he goes up the, he made a block last night where he looked like his head was above the rim and he swatted that thing off the backboard. Unlike most people you'll ever see. Like, this was like a LeBron-type 
of play and this guy is not a LeBron type of size so that type of stuff always freaks me out and worries me about just it's almost like are you going too hard and you're going to put yourself in a dangerous position at some point in the regular season I get that in the playoffs right but in like game two of the regular season but I also get like you don't you don't know any other which way to play but John Moran is a freak yeah he is and actually his uh Draft buddy, I guess a AAU buddy, Zion, coming back with uh, New Orleans. Like I saw, I saw after his first game, they showed his shot chart, bro. It looked like 1990s shot chart, right? Yeah. Where everything was in the paint, everything. It was like just red, all 25 points, and he, but he can shoot the three if he goes out there if he wants to, right? And so he went up for like down the lane with a layup, but he looked like a point guard. Yeah. At one point, he like. Around and everything like Tony Parker. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me though. Like, um, I was thinking about this the other day, and the uh, the dynamic dynamic of uh, the play-in tournament, right? The yeah. play-in to the playoffs. Um, usually, teams before this play-in w- would be sellers, right? Like, if we're not gonna make the playoffs, then you know, trade away, trade away this, trade away that. Yeah. Right. And so the dynamic of having a play-in tournament to help a team like New Orleans, because if, if there was no play-in tournament, um, you know they would have probably been sellers and got rid of them. But since they they there was a play-in and they decided to go for it, so they kept that team. And then knowing that, all right, let's let's not trade anybody, and now we can build to the next year, bringing in Zion. Uh, this team's gonna be legit. Like, I, and when I talk legit, I'm talking like fourth, fifth seed. Um, yeah, no, but that's that's high for them. Yeah, because they're still putting it together. And they're, young, yeah, man, they're talk, so young. Yeah, like we talk about like Simmons and and Kyrie and Durant, right? And there's all these like trios in the league of like a big three. They, their three are probably my favorite. Not just style of play, but also like personality wise. I don't really know too much about Brandon Ingram, but I love CJ McCullough as a player, as a teammate. Like, I love his game. I think he's like the type of guy you want on your team. But Zion, McCullough, and Brandon Ingram are such a dangerous trio. And I think that they're way better than people give them credit for. And we're going to see that during the season. Yeah, it's just they're actually one team that I'm just excited to watch. Right, like, like if that team is on on TNT or something, like I'm gonna go out of my way to watch that game because they are so young. They, Zion is energetic like that, like a John Morant. Um, so they're they're gonna give a lot of teams uh, some problems. Uh, another team I wanted to talk about, Primo, was the uh, the Denver Nuggets. I think they're gonna be a top team. Like I said, the West is just stacked, man. The West is stacked. Denver Nuggets with Murray coming back. Also, your boy Porter is coming back. Um, yeah, I saw him last night, and I was like, man, if this guy can just stay healthy. Yeah, if he can stay healthy and Murray can stay healthy, um, they beat up, they beat the Warriors last night. And yeah, uh, they, did, they beat them up. They were whooping that out. They were yeah. like twenty for a lot of that game. Yeah, so that team like could probably be the number two team in the West. I think. Um, that if again health wise we don't know how Porter is going to be health wise he, he seemed to have injuries since even before coming into the league 
Um, so that's gonna be crazy. Like the West is just it's out of control. It's out of control. You don't know who's gonna come and take it. I think it's yeah. tier one is obviously the Warriors, and then there's a lot of teams in that tier two that are just pushing yeah, like, up. It's just the eight in that in that conference. Yeah, I mean we haven't even talked to the Phoenix Suns, who went to the uh, mm-hmm. conference finals last year. Dallas. Dallas, yeah, Dallas and Luca, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tim, you, Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is my favorite young star in the league. <laughs> I know we talk about but Anthony Edwards is that dude. He's just like, he's a different breed of athlete. Like I think he's he's like a Zion level to me, of just like like strength and speed. And so this is the thing, man. What you just mentioned eight teams, right? Right. The Warriors. And this is no particular, but the Warriors, Memphis, the Clippers, Phoenix, right? All solid and particularly Clippers if they stay healthy. Denver, Dallas, New Orleans. And then you just brought up Minnesota. We have not mentioned in there, right? Like in this list, we've talked about them, but we haven't mentioned them as far as like being in the conference in that way is the Lakers. Where do the Lakers fit in this, right? The Lakers may not even make the playoffs if they don't get their shit together because you have so many dominant teams in the West. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, the conference breakdown right now. Oh, uh, right now the Lakers are are in last place in the West, <laughs> and uh, they may stay there. I, I hope not. I hope not. No, they they will not. Because I do want to transition to us because we've talked a lot about the league. We're gonna have a lot of stuff to say about basketball, but to our San Antonio Spurs oh. and where what. Well, I guess I'm just going to start with this quick. How are we going to support each other's mental health throughout the 82 game season? Because I really need a plan on this. I, I, of course, like, I was like, fucking Spurs, and then I bought League Pass immediately once it was opening. <laughs> I was like, wait, I can't miss the same thing. I did the same so, thing. <laughs> so, also, I'll say, like, you know, League Pass is a little bit much cheaper this year, which made it a lot easier. But watching them all season i don't know if i can make it through a whole season watching this but i will say that the one guy that i am really excited about to see them develop and i do think they're going to transform over the season is josh primo that's who i keep telling people like yo how about your spurs and i'm like all right they suck all right i know i know and they just like laugh at me but i always end up saying josh primo you're gonna watch it for a guy josh primo yeah josh primo uh honorary Member of the Puro Pincho Primos, right? We gotta get him on. We gotta get him on. We gotta get him on. Uh, we gotta get a, a, some Primo jerseys. Uh, but let me tell you how we're gonna get through the season. Okay, I'm gonna tell you how we're gonna get through the season mentally. After every game, watch Win by Yama highlights. highlights. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You watch the no, game and watch Win by Yama highlights. Okay, that is it. That is what we're doing this year. Like, I. I sent you. I sent you uh, before the uh, first game. I sent you a, a text of a breakdown of, of the players on the Spurs, and to me, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ! Like, I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, really. I I didn't know if you were like messing with me, or if that was just like a legitimate Spurs fan move. Like, like yeah, season starting. And then I looked at it and I was like, this guy's messy. He's trolling me to start the season. I was like, well, I like, turning this on. I was, I was trolling us because I knew, I saw I saw it on my timeline and I was like, dang, I don't know any of these guys, which is okay. Like, I'm in, I'm in the tank mode already. Like, I'm, I'm going to have a good season. 
because I want Wimbayama so bad. Yeah, I, I'm worried about watching too many highlights and getting our hopes up and then wanting to just like sleep forever on draft night if we don't get him. But, <laughs> or actually in the lottery, because we know he's going to go number one. Right. But I think um, one guy whose athleticism and footwork that I've been impressed, at least, I mean, I've only seen these two games, right? Or like clips of two games, is uh, Jeremy Sokin. His like footwork to me is much better than what I expected. And I think that, like, obviously with Spurs coaching, I am excited to see how he can, like, how much better he'll be by the end of the season. Yeah. I didn't expect much, but watching him move around on the floor, I was like, oh, this guys he's more dynamic of a player than I expected. And so I think he can do more things than I thought, and that gives me some hope about, like, the younger guys and, and just their athleticism in general. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing the next step that um, Keldon Johnson and Vassal take. Jeez. Please. Yeah, like uh, the leadership role that these two are going to have to take already being so young, like they, these two are yeah. are the leaders of this team yeah. is Vassal and Keldon Johnson. How how they react to that, how they do that. Um, so Chan, like you said, like he's to me, he's uh, kind of a more athletic uh, kind of going back to nine, Dennis Rodman. Where he's not, he's not really. Yeah, well, not not only because of the hair, you know, but um, he's not really scoring points, right? He's I think he scored four points in game one and six points in game two, but he is dynamic. He he is athletic. He can crash the boards. He's, yeah, he seems like he's gonna get his points off of offensive boards. I think with the the next step to teach him is that little uh, hurdle floater. Right. Like if you happen to catch in the middle of the lane and they're not right on you, turn and just drop that thing. And I think if he gets that little touch, he can get himself into the like 12, 14 point category in a, in a game. He'll get some easy buckets and just keep it to that until we develop his like shooting. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just don't do it this year. Okay. Like, I don't care if anybody <laughs> develops this year. Don't right? shoot the ball. Don't shoot the ball. Keep missing. Like last night, we took a, a W. Um, which was uh, kind of upsetting for me. Yeah, to one of the teams that's also in this race to the bottom. Right, right. So that's like two games lost right there, right? Yeah, exactly. Two games exactly. lost right there. Yeah. Uh, but like like we talked earlier, awful court. Like I think they realized, holy crap! Like what what are we doing? And because uh, because the Basers scored forty nine points in the fourth quarter. Do you think this is a possibility of pop staying through the tank is to be like, all right, I can't ask a new coach to lose, right? So how about I manage this this tanking to make it look like great effort, and which it will be, and yet know how to manage minutes just enough to like pull out these close losses? No, I and think... And then that way is kind of like trying to set up do you think he leaves once this guy gets drafted no i don't you don't think so you don't think he leaves if i don't think pop is gonna leave anytime soon i really really don't i would think this is and this is still my hope is that he's like it's a timing because i think he understands the value of getting a number one pick like to start a career as a coach the way he got duncan and if he gets this guy, they might have the right person and just be like, here you go. Like, and it's the thing. 
one of the things would be this would be great if it was for any other reason that Yumi Adoku was suspended or had to leave because he could we could move him right in but he would not be that dude because how the hell is the Spurs organization going to not hire Becky Hammond and then she goes and wins a ring and then we hire this guy that was messing with someone inside the organization yeah for us so, you know me I've always been on the Becky like I'm, for years now right I've been sending texts like we need get rid of pop we need it becky's the one uh it's interesting though that i don't think she wants the job i don't think she wanted the job i heard she she was interviewed uh last week and uh she you know she was talking about and and they kind of and they kind of asked her like do you feel like you were over overshadowed overlooked and all the stuff and 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 the interviewer was like, I don't know if I, if I if I should be like, is this just me being a dude? But I feel like the NBA is is the job, right? And is the top of the league. And she was like, well, like, she said, it depends on what you think about quality of life, right? And she went to like, I'm getting paid what I get paid here, and she's getting paid a million dollars a year, and I do 32 games, yeah, as opposed to yeah, or 36, yeah, she's like 36 games, yeah. As opposed to 82 games. And she's like, you know, so. 80 less money, time off. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's. That's the life. And she's not. I don't, I don't like. I, she wouldn't get a million dollars, I don't think, as a coach. I don't know. I really don't. don't so. I don't know what the coach I would think make she would get that in. You know, but she may not move from there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think Papa's leaving anytime soon. I think he's just going to do it until he can't do it physically anymore mentally our mission is to think about who's going to be pop's replacement over the course of this i i actually Maybe i we, i like the Ime Yudoka thing that you brought up earlier like i like that that, that his rehabilitation like they go through this year next year like he's going to be fired maybe one year you know we, we kind of do the nick saban thing of our, like rehabilitate these guys and i'll tell you who's on the first bench um that i was like oh shit i didn't know he was back on the staff is Brett Brown. Oh, yeah. And how knowledge from Brett Brown's Philadelphia experience would shape him to start a Spurs run with Wembayan. Well, listen, listen. If you're going to want to tank, Brett Brown is the one that you go get. <laughs> if you're in a tanking season, Brett Brown is the one yeah. you go get. He's got great experience getting a bunch of number one picks. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I thought about when we hired him. I was like, yep, tank is in full effect. Hey man, I, we we gotta figure out who that's gonna be because there's a whole future ahead, and we gotta we gotta figure it out real soon. Especially, it, I mean, we get win by young. Oh, this changes everything. Absolutely.